Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. Good morning. Glad that you're here. Um, took time to join us this morning. So blessed that you 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 know you're you're here. Um, just been praying. Uh, yesterday uh, in Los Angeles, there was uh, an event that lasted about 15 hours, where they rented out the Los Angeles Coliseum and they celebrated the 110th anniversary of the Azusa Street Revivals. The Azusa Street Revivals started right there in downtown Los Angeles, and um, it spread you know, throughout the, the United States and, and even the world. But in modern-day history, that's one of the greatest revivals in U.S. history. And they had this vision of, of meeting together for the 110th anniversary. And so they got into this coliseum. This one dude, he, um, he had such a strong sense that, you know, people needed to gather that he actually sold his house so they could rent the Los Angeles Coliseum. You know, Lou Engel is his name. And um, they had a <clears throat> group, a bunch of people from Hawaii went, and they had like a live stream yesterday, and I was kind of like checking it out uh, during the course of the day. And I would guesstimate maybe 80 to 90,000 people were there. And what they were praying for was there was praying, you know, uh, repentance uh, on the United States and as well as revival. And it was really exciting to me, you know, just... As I was thinking about that, I just thought about our church, I thought about all of us, and about how God has a real exciting call for us, that there is something that, there's an adventure that God wants us to continue on, and I'm really, um, really excited about that. <clears throat> Last week, I went to um, Streams of Life Church, spoke there, and that is a church that we helped start a couple of years, over two years ago. And they're doing really well. And, you know, there's a specific call for them. It's a different call than we have. But, you know, just one church here, so excited about um, what's happening there. And so this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to continue our storing through the Bible where we're going to look at these key stories, starting from Genesis, going to work our way through the Bible. And um, over the next few weeks, we'll be looking at the life of Abraham and uh, you know, there's no accident that in light of what's happening, you know, with the Azusa now and, you know, people praying and gathering to pray for the United States, um, I don't think there's any accident that we're looking at the life of Abraham who really chose to trust and obey God and he became a world changer, you know. And, uh, and I look around and I think, you know, what prevents us from changing the climate and changing the history of of, of Hawaii and the world. What prevents us? Well, nothing. It's maybe we, we prevent ourselves from doing that. At the very least, if you're parents, that you have the privilege and the responsibility to be a family changer where you're going to see the next generation, you know, your kids 
uh, take that next step and, and continue to follow the Lord. Um, you know, what I like to say is, and, you know, Pastor Rob Gross talked about it, how, you know, I just want our kids to be like their floor is our ceiling, you know. And I'm beginning to see that. And with all of you and your parents, you know, just understand that, you know, your kids, because of your, your input and your love and your parenting, they start off at a higher place. And God's going to use them in greater <clears throat> and mighty ways. Well, we're going to look at the story of Abraham. Uh, his story is told in Genesis chapter 12 to 25. And um, it's, it's really a story about a real life. It's a real person. You know, Abraham was a real person. He had real challenges like, like we all do. And, and God gave him real answers. And there's so much that we can learn um, from the story of Abraham. Because Abraham is one of the most significant um, people in the Bible. And he's significant not because like, he's a superhuman kind of guy. He's like one of us, you know. But he took some steps. He chose to obey. He chose to trust. And God used him in a powerful way. Um, you know, some of the things about Abraham, you know, he's revered in three world religions. You know, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. He's the founder of the nation of Israel. He's mentioned by name 308 times in the Bible. And his life really literally changed um, the history of the world. And he wasn't the superman. He was an ordinary guy uh, who had faith in this extraordinary God. And in Genesis 15, verse 6, it says, Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous. Why? Because of his faith. That's what made Abraham so special <clears throat> because he believed and he was counted righteous because of his faith. And one of the most, to me, the most special things about Abraham, and this is what I just I wish to God that this would be for me as well, but Abraham was known as friend of God. You know, I mean, can you imagine, I mean, what would be better than to be known as friend of God? Uh -huh, that you're a friend of God. Oh, that's Mark, that's friend of God. Wow. You know, James 2 verse 23 it says, and so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God, God counted him as righteous because of his faith, and he, and he was even called the friend of God. Man, that's what I wish. You know, and that's my prayer for all of us, that all of you said, hey, there's Casey, friend of God. You know, how great would that be? And Abraham's story is found in the Old Testament, but it carries all the way through to the New Testament. In fact, the New Testament starts off the first... You know, the first verse of the first book in the, the New Testament in Matthew, it says, this is the record of the ancestors of Jesus, the Messiah, a descendant of David and of Abraham. And, and, and Matthew wanting to impress upon his readers how significant this Jesus was, he links him to David, the greatest king, David, and he, he links him with the founder of Israel, Abraham. See? And... And Jesus spoke of Abraham's faith. The Apostle Paul would continually talk about Abraham's um, faith. The New Testament over and over, you know, repeats this simple phrase, Abraham believed God. Abraham believed God. See, Abraham believed and he trusted God. And he had this total faith in this God in who he believed in. See, and that's what faith really is. You know, something, what is faith? That's what faith is. Faith really is believing God 
and acting on that belief. It's as simple as that. This is believing God and acting on that belief. And that's what Abraham did throughout his life. And so there really is a lot that we can learn uh, from the story of Abraham. There's things that we can apply in our lives that we can begin to, to, to just hear about them, to learn, but also to apply that we can get on and begin to walk in the adventure of a lifetime. And that's the greatest thing. When I look at this church, the thing that I love is that we get to go on this adventure. And I get to go on this adventure with all of you guys. And together we can go, we don't know where we're going, but we know who's taking us there, and it's really exciting about that, you know? And I'm just so thankful that I get to do it with people like you, people that I like, you know? So this is great. And so we're going to be talking, we're going to be starting out this week. For the next few weeks, we'll be talking about Abraham. But we're going to look this week at how it all started. We're going to look at Abraham's story and how it all started and how we can begin to live that adventure of a lifetime. And so if you've got your notes, you can follow along. But we're going to pray and ask God for some help. And, uh, yeah, so let's just pray. And, you know, you can just turn to, we're going to look at Genesis chapter 12, just a few verses there. But um, let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We just thank you for who you are. Thank you that there's no accident that you brought every person here for a reason and a purpose, that you wanted every person to be here that's here. And I pray that you would speak to us, that you would speak to us heart to heart, that you wouldn't go over our minds, but you wouldn't just stop there, but it would sink to our hearts because that's what this whole deal is. That's what being a Christian is. It's not in our minds, but it's in our hearts. That it's a relationship. That we get to have a relationship with the Most High God. That we get to have a relationship with you. That, that we're not just servants and minions, but we get to be your friends. So thank you, Father. I just pray you would speak to us. I'm just going to pray that simple prayer. Come, Holy Spirit. Just come. Come now and be with us. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. So you can turn to Genesis chapter 12, but here's the first thing. The first thing, if we're going to live a life, uh, a really an adventure of a lifetime, it starts off with God calls. God calls. Okay, God calls. It's as simple as that. For Abraham, it goes back to this place called Ur of the Chaldeans. And, and what this place is, it was this large city in the banks of the, um, the Euphrates River. And historians tell us that Ur was one of these really a really big and a really important city in the ancient, in the ancient world. And in Abraham's day, <clears throat> perhaps there was like a quarter million people living there. There was a university there, a large library. Um, it was known as a center for mathematics. My son would have probably gone there because for some odd reason he likes mathematics. Um, astronomy, international commerce was there. It was like a large city like Chicago or or New York, something like that. But it was also a center of pagan worship. And archaeologists, you know, as they've unearthed evidence that most of the people there worshiped the moon goddess called Nana. And, and, and we know from other places in the Old Testament that, you know, Abraham's family, that, the family that Abraham came from, that they were, um, um, they had also idol, you know, worship these pagan gods, these idol worshippers, they were worshiping these idols, and probably Abraham was as well. 
you know, that Abraham was probably one of those. He was just a regular guy living in this big old city. Here was, you know, the, the, the major religion there was he was worshiping this moon goddess. And Abraham and his family was probably that. Now, that's significant as we go on. But, but Abraham's story starts when he's like about 75 years old. And I like that because that makes me feel young, you know. And you know, you know how it is, right? I don't like to, to, to be old. You know, I don't like, you know, like this one, um, there was a person that I worked at Streams of Life and they had gone over to help out with Streams of Life. And they go, oh, yeah, that's my old Pastor Mark. I go, no, 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 no. Former, former, not old Pastor Mark. I, go, I mean, don't, if you leave this place, don't go and say, Look, that's, that's, that's my old Pastor Mark. You know, like most churches now, they have, what is, what is the, you know, the, the, the pastor, you know, the, the main pastor guy or whatever. What do they call him? The senior pastor, right? I'm no longer the senior pastor. I'm a lead pastor now. Because senior, that's like, no, man, I'm not a senior pastor. No, I don't want that. But, but so Abraham's story started when he was like 75 years old. But back in those days, because they didn't have McDonald's and Burger King and stuff like that, they lived a little longer, right? So that was pretty like middle age for them, you know? They didn't have pizza back then, and they didn't have la-la with the fat. Anyway, but, um, you know, he, that's pretty much considered middle age. He's this real prosperous business guy, married uh, to his wife, Sarai. Um, they have no children yet, and as far as we know, Abraham's really not looking for God, right? He's just kind of just in this big city, prosperous, you know, doing that stuff, and, and really not looking for God. But here's the here's amazing thing. God was looking for him. See, God was looking for him. And that is what God does, that he looks for us. And he not only looks out for us, that he calls us. And here's this guy, not even worshiping him, might not, not even heard of him, you know, worshiping a moon goddess, and yet God is looking out. I said, Abraham. And he calls out to Abraham. And he looks and he calls out to us. And Abraham's life changed when, when God found him and called and spoke to him. Abraham's life changed. And, and in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, you can turn there. should be up here. The Lord said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land I will show you. I will make you to this great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. And, and this is like this real pivotal passage in the Bible um, some scholars would say, you know what, this is like the most important passage in the Bible. Everything flows out of, out of this passage here in the Old Testament and with the coming of Christ and all that, all the to Revelation, kind of flows out of this, that God calling Abraham. And the amazing thing is, is that God found Abram and he, and he was found Abraham while he was worshiping other gods, you know. And you know, I looked and I looked and I researched and it, there's just no hint that Abraham was, he even knew the God that was calling him. And that's really important for us because God looks for people and he looks at our hearts. 
He doesn't look where we are. You know, he doesn't look what we might have done. He doesn't look where we're, what we're involved in. He looks at our hearts. And he's looking for hearts that will trust and obey and follow him. You see? And that's what God was looking for. And God is looking for people, and he's still looking for people who will trust and follow and obey him. And the thing is that God called Abraham, and he still calls people today. That God will call you if you, have, you would have ears to hear. Because God looks at our heart. No, but you don't understand. I'm just this messed up. No, it don't matter if you're messed up, whatever. You know? Because God is a God who sees beyond that. And he calls. But not only does God call, the next step is that Abraham obeys. Okay, that's the crucial point. God calls, but Abraham obeyed. Yeah, he obeys. He didn't understand the full implications of what God had just said to him. All he knew was this all-powerful God was calling him, and he needed to respond. You know? And so let's look again at verse 1. It says, The Lord said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to the land I will show you. And this is what God said to Abram. Abram, this is God speaking. I want you to go somewhere. I want you to leave your country. Yeah, I know you're pretty prosperous. I know you're really good, you're successful. But I want you to leave your country. I want you to leave your people. I want you to leave your family. And I want you to go to this place, this unknown place that I will show you. What do you think? You know. And Abraham was asked to leave everything in order to obey God's call. I mean, he, he was asked to leave everything. Now, think about your situation. You know, you might think, yeah, I'm pretty successful. I could be a lot richer or whatever, but I'm pretty successful. I kind of like where I am. I like the place I live. You know? What would you do? You're in the prime of your life. You have a wonderful wife, good job, home, upstanding, valuable member of the community. You're comfortable, and it looks like you've got a really good future ahead. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? The last thing you want to do is leave it all, right? But that's what Abram did. Verse 4, Abram departed from the Lord, as the, departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. And he packed it all up. And so you know what he did? He loaded up the truck and he moved to Beverly. I mean, he just, he went. You know, he went where God told him to go. And that's what faith is. And that's what faith does. You see, that's what obedience is all about. That's how you begin to live an adventure of a lifetime. You hear and God calls you to something and you just... Take a chance, puka pants, and you just go and you just walk in it. You just obey. <clears throat> Pastor Tony Wong, you know, that's the church that we started, you know, this Mandarin-speaking church that they're meeting in Kalihi right now. And Pastor Tony, this is an amazing guy, right? He comes from Shanghai, and he's there, and they take tests in China when you're high school seniors, and, and you know, where you rank determines where, what college you get to go to, Right? And so, Tony, in his region, there was about, I don't know what he said, maybe 200-something thousand 
kids took the test. He, he ends up number one, you know, which when I heard that, I, cha- I said, oh, Tony, I better treat you a little more respect now because it's like number one. He goes to the best college, and then he gra- graduates, and he gets a job in the stock market in Shanghai, right? And he's like the third man in the whole deal. He's number three, Tony. And they live in this wonderful place in Shanghai, right? They have a person that comes and cleans their apartment, and wife gets to go do her hair every week and whatever women, you know, that, whatever stuff, you know, I don't know. And, 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 and he's really comfortable. And he would have been a millionaire. I mean, he would have been just ultra comfortable. Except God calls him. You know, God calls him. Joins a house church. God says, you know, I, Tony, I'm God. I want you to be my son. Sonny, I mean, Tony in Chinese, like, I don't know Chinese, but Tony says shoot. You know, I don't, well, I don't know how you say shoot in Chinese. Here. Shoot. And he becomes a Christian. And then he starts a house church in Shanghai. And then what happens? He thinks, I think God is calling me into the ministry. I'm going to go to the United States, and I'm going to go to seminary. To which he's going to leave everything. Because he believes God's calling him to the United States. And he leaves all that. So now he's living in Kukui Gardens in downtown, right? Kukui Gardens, a place where they had a, they had a family van. Someone stole it, you know? You know? And, and he's done all that. And I asked Tony, I said, Tony, like, you regret leaving all that stuff? He goes, No. No. And I go, I know why, because you left all that, but now you get to know me, right? And, you know, he said no. But, um, but can you imagine? See, but that's God calling. And God is going to use, God is used, and God is going to use Tony in world-changing ways. So exciting. See, God calls, but we got to obey, and Abraham obeys. Not only that, to go along with that, Abraham steps out in faith. Okay? He got to obey, but it's like he's got to step out in faith. You know, he just steps out into the unknown, right? Hebrews 11.8, It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and to go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. How crazy is that? And so often when God calls us, you're not going to see the big picture, right? He's going to give you enough so that you'll move you, he'll move you in the right direction, but you don't have anything else. He's just going to show you enough, you know? I want you to go to this land. What land, God? I'll show you when you get there. Okay. You see? And God calls, and we got to step out in obedience and step out in faith. And, and, and like Abraham... We've got to believe God, even if we don't know what the future holds, because we know who holds the future. See? And that's a central truth about living a life of faith and living out this adventure of a lifetime. That when God calls, He's not always going to give you a detailed explanation of what He's doing. But He's going to always give you enough. You know, He's going to give you enough, you know. Going back to Tony, you know, he, he came and I said, what brought you to Hawaii? He said, well, 
I wanted to go to California, but he felt God was calling him here, and there was an opportunity at a church here as an assistant pastor, and he comes here, and uh, he was here for a while and pretty successful, you know, doing things at the University of Hawaii, and, you know, for some odd reason, it just wasn't working out with him and the senior pastor there, and, and so um, the senior pastor one day says, you know, we won't need you anymore, and uh, in fact, this was the um, middle of June, and he says, you know, so, you know, we won't need you anymore at the end of June, that'll be the end of it, and we'll give you vacation to July, and then that's it. Problem is, Tony's here on a, a religious worker's a visa, right? So he's got to have some place to go. So someone in our church, uh, who was part of the you, you know, group at the university, there at, and with Tony, says, Pastor Mark, can you meet with this pastor that I know? I go, oh, what, what, what are we going to meet about? Oh, he's from China. And I say, oh, yeah, okay, that's fine. So what, where should I meet this pastor from China? I know. Let's go to McDonald's. So I met um, Tony at McDonald's. And that was the first day where Pastor Max started at our church, right? And so I, I tell Max that day because Max comes in and he's ready to go. You know, I just love it when new staff come. He's all ready to go. What do you want me to do today? You know, come in. I'll just like, ooh, you know, you, you know, you want me to polish your car? You know, whatever. And you know, it's all like all giddy and you know, it's all happy. He had his lunch. I think he had a lunchbox. I think it was Power Rangers or something. I don't know. But he was all happy. He comes in. And <laughs> he didn't have a part. No, he didn't. I think it was, uh, he didn't have blood. But so I go, you know, Max, I got to go. Oh, you got to go. Why you got to go? I said, no, I got to go. I have a meeting. I have a meeting with this pastor at the Liliha McDonald's. So I found out something about Max that day. I go, yeah, I got to meet, you know, Lizzie talked about this pastor. I'm going to meet his name is Tony Wong. Max, I found out he knows everybody, right? Those of you who know Max, Max knows everybody. He has, I think, I think he has 2,365,000 Facebook friends now. But Max knows everybody. So he goes, I know Tony. I go, really? You know Tony? He goes, yes. So I said, Max, you can come with me. Yay. He's like, hey, like a, all right, Max, come on. Let's go. So, so I take Max with me, and we go with me with Tony. And Tony tells me his story. And all while he's telling me the story, and, and in my mind, I hear God saying, Mark, Help him. Help him start a church. And I, on my mind, I'm thinking, okay, we got no money to help him start a church. So we're talking at the end. I go, you know, Tony, I just feel like God said we're supposed to help you start a church. But I don't got no money to give you. Max might have some, but we got none. Right? And Tony says, no, I, you know, um, that would be great because I don't need money. Like, what? You don't need money? He said, no, I think I have some you know, supporters and stuff that they'll come. I don't think, but we need, we need the other stuff. I said, the other stuff we can help you with. And in a matter of weeks, you know, through the missionary church, we get, we get him his religious worker's license, visa. And, you know, he's licensed with the missionary church now. And, and things go on. And I look back at that, and I think, holy mackerel. You know, God calls. Tony obeyed. He stepped out in faith. You know, and then he, we got caught up in that, and God said, Mark, I'm call you. You help him start a church. You know, and we obeyed, and we stepped out in faith. And now, through Tony, 
we're looking, there's a couple of churches in California, people, um, groups in California, they want to start a Mandarin-speaking church in California. You know, so we're going to see what we're doing to help those guys. Go on, go on a mission trip back to China. He says, Mark, you should come with me. I go, uh-uh, not going this time. Because, yes, Max, I give Tony a really hard time, right? You know, I, I, I tease him, stop, I throw a pillow, you know, to see if he goes, whoa, he goes, you know, kung fu, right? You remember, Max, I throw the pillow, I do stuff. And so I figure if I go to China, now he's got the upper hand. I'm going to catch gas if I go. So I said, no, no. But, but it's great. Okay. You see what happens. No accident. And it was no accident that Max joined us here. And just on that first day, divine appointment, that's what happens when God calls, you know, you obey, you step out in faith, and you begin to live this adventure of a lifetime. It's great. I mean, can you all imagine, if you've been here for the last, over the last three years, can you imagine doing church and having church without Max Fowler and Vanessa guys here? I can't imagine that, right? I just can't imagine that. I mean, what kind of adventure would it be if Max wasn't here, driving me crazy every day? I mean, what would it be, right? I mean, so much of what's happening in our church today is because of what God is doing through Max. Alpha, right? The baptism today. At Easter, with so many people at Easter, I, bet, I said, Max, I bet you know every visitor here. Every visitor knows Max. That's all your Facebook friends, you know? Can't imagine doing church with them. But see, that's the adventure that God wants to, to take us on. Because he's going to call us. But we got to obey. we got to step out in faith. And then, there's another thing that we often forget. Okay? Real important. Abraham gives thanks. Abraham gives thanks. Forget this one so often. You know, we forget this one. That we have to apply this to our lives from Abraham's story. That, that, that it has to do with what happened once Abraham finally reached the land that God had taken him to. Right? He's there now. He, he steps out in faith. He steps out, you know, he, he obeys. He steps out in faith. He, he kept taking the steps of faith, and he gets there. And if you look and you track Abraham's journey, it was like over a thousand miles to this unknown land. It wasn't just a short trip. It took a while, you know. And it wasn't easy. But he went over a thousand miles. And in verse 6, it says, Abram traveled to the land as far as Shechem. Then he set up camp beside the oak of Moray. And at that time, this area was what? Was empty, waiting for him to come in. No. It was inhabited by Canaanites. And he leads the people on this track. And, you know, there's challenges along the way. And, and they get there. And they look in, but the land's already taken. You know, it's like, now what? You know, now what? And, and it's a reminder that living by faith is not always going to be easy. Because it's not, right? It's not for Abraham, and it's not always going to be easy for you and I. But it is precisely at that time. When he's looking in, he goes, oh boy, now what? Can you imagine? 
you know, walking all that distance and thinking, now what are we going to do? At that time, the Lord appears to him again and encourages him. Verse 7. Then the Lord appears to Abraham and he says to Abraham, I will give this land to your descendants. And God reaffirms his promise to give this land to Abram and his descendants. And so even with more challenges ahead, God says, I'm going to be there. It's going to be your land. And Abraham says, okay. And then he does something that is like, okay, this is amazing to me. And this is something I've got to remember because I always forget this. I don't take time to do this. The second part of that verse. After God speaks to him, I will give this land to your descendants. Abram built an altar there, dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. And Abraham, in his response to God's call and promises, takes time to give thanks to God and worship him. You know, how often I don't do that. You know, it's like, oh, God, God, all right, God, you want me to do that? Shoot. I go, I do that. And then, oh, that was next. You know, and I I forget. I forget that it was God who brought us there. It was God who supplied everything we needed. And I'm just on to the next. And I forget to give thanks to God. It's so easy to do. Then in verse 8, more surprises. After that, Aaron travels south and sets up camp in the hill country with Bethel to the west and I to the east. And then he built another altar and dedicated to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord. Then Abram continued traveling south by stages toward the Negev. He would stop, and he would give thanks, and he would worship God. And what God is saying is, is along this adventure, don't, don't neglect, don't, don't neglect stopping and giving thanks to God. And there's so much to give thanks to God for. You know, what are you thankful for today? You know, I'm thankful. When's the last time I saw Marco? I didn't see Marco for a long time. Marco's here today. All the way from the Bahamas just to see me. Wow. Well, on the wedding too, but you know, right? I mean, what are you thankful for? You look at all the challenges you've got. What are you thankful for today? You know, there's so much. But so often we don't think about what are we thankful for. See, if you're like me, maybe none of you are like me. But it's like, man, I, it's like check off and go to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. But what are you thankful for today? What are you thankful for right now? Abraham's first act when he got there was to stop and worship God. Let's not forget that step. That's so important. Ignacio and Alessandra, how crazy is that, right? None of you, on the day after you get married, comes to give thanks and worship the Lord, right? Did you? Casey, you did. Okay. (laughs) I'm thinking, I never. (laughs) I didn't. I mean, how crazy is that? Isaac, you get married. Sunday, you be here. Okay, all right? Okay. Before I die, get married. Okay? okay? 
I got to meet her first. Be in my wheelchair. Here's Isaac. Abraham, real man, lived a real life. He had real challenges, but he trusted God. And God gave him real answers, and he became known as friend of God. Friend of God. That's Abraham. And Abraham heard God's call. He obeyed. He stepped out in faith. Stop to give thanks to God. Worship Him. You see, that's the pattern for the life of anyone who chooses to be a follower of Christ. That's the pattern. It's as simple as that and as hard as that. God's going to call. What are you going to do? You know, how are you going to respond? When God calls, will you take time to listen to Him? Will you take Him at His word, even though it sounds kind of off? It doesn't make sense. You know, how are you going to respond? Will you obey? It might be big things like pack it up and go. You know, and that's why I'm so blessed for, you know, for the Miyamoto's, Jared and Tiana. They heard God's call to go to the big island, to Makapala, and go back to YWAM and, and make an impact there. You know, and God gave me a little bit, you know, what do you call it, help before that. Because, you know, earlier I just felt like, I think, I think it's time, I think, I think Jared's going to, I think Jared's got to go. We got to send him off somewhere, you know. And so when he said, I think we're going to go to Makapala, I said, oh, that's the most awesome thing. See? But Jared's leaving a pretty comfortable place to go into someplace that, Max, they got running water there, yeah? <laughs> no, it's just this rustic place in North Kahala, right? With three young kids, he's going to go. Okay? What do you do when God, God might call you to do that? Or God might call you to like smaller things first. He's going to prepare us for things. Like for, for all of us today, he says, well, I'm not getting baptized. Well, you know what? Some of our brothers and sisters are. And, you know, one of the greatest things we can do as the body of Christ is go and support them. And it's, like the, it's one of the greatest, funnest things that we do as a church. We go to Alamona Beach Park, and we have this baptism, we eat stuff, and maybe God today is going to call you. So, you know what? Today, Don Quixote, right outside there, there's a little thing out there with Kentucky Fried Chicken. Bring a box of original recipe. God might call you to do that. Bring it! So it might be as simple as that. Not extra crispy, not the rotisserie stuff, the original recipe, a box. It might be as simple as that. But if you would do that, you would be called friend of Mark. I mean, <laughs> but you see, it might be big and it might be small. But God will call. The question is, isn't if, is God going to call me? You know, God will. To big and little things, everyday things, God's going to call. question is, are you going to obey? Are you going to step out in faith? going to stop to give thanks. God wants all of us to experience and walk an adventure of a lifetime. But it starts, the whole deal starts. It starts with this first call to turn your life over to the Lord Jesus. 
Now, I'm not sure if we are, but is the worship guys coming up? Why don't the worship guys come up? Yeah, that'd be good. Why don't you worship guys come up? We didn't practice this part. I don't know. I know, I mean, Nathan was just all excited about coming up. D.L. Moody, Moody said this. He said, some say faith is a gift of God. And then he says, so is the air, but you have to breathe it. So is bread, but you have to eat it. So is water, but you have to drink it. See, faith means taking God at his word and grabbing hold of it and doing something with it. And for some of you, it might be, hey, you know what? Maybe today, that's my decision. That's my, God's calling me to accept his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, as my savior because that's where it starts. And if that's you, that's his call to you. The question, are you going to obey and step out in faith and say, yes, I'll accept Jesus as my Savior. For others, it might be another thing. But if God is calling you to accept his son Jesus as your Savior, I tell you, don't, don't go, mm, just grab it. Grab it. Because, because God is calling you. Because out of his love, he wants you to experience this adventure of a lifetime. And that's where it starts, right? So why don't you uh, stand and pray with me? And after that, Nathan and the worship team, we're going to sing a song in response of, and, and give thanks and worship. What song are we going to sing? Disabilities. Huh? Disabilities. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's good. All right. Okay, you guys are going to like this. All right. So uh, let's pray. You know, Father, you call us. There's no question. And for some of us here, you might be calling us to accept your son, the Lord Jesus, as our Savior. I pray that if you're calling anyone to do that, that they would respond right now. And all that requires is for them to grab on by faith and say, yes. Yes, God, I accept your son, the Lord Jesus, as the Savior of my life. You know, for some here, I'm just thought about it some here it might be to take a step of faith God's calling you to get baptized today get baptized today come to the come up afterwards and we'll talk about baptism got a little thing that we go through take that step for others it might be just come support people at this baptism today do that but God you call us give us the faith and the grace to obey Step out in faith. And when we see your hand and we stop and we give thanks, we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name.